day is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> good morning, everybody. Good afternoon if you're listening later. Good evening if you're waiting until later tonight to check this out. Or maybe you're not even listening to this on a Wednesday, and I don't even know what to say then. A uh, couple things before we get started. Number one is this Sunday I'm leaving to go to the mountains for a little Christmas vacation. Dollywood relaxation in the mountains and a hot tub it's going to be awesome with the family uh so that means i'll be headed home on wednesday not going to be able to do devo next week so now is your opportunity to go on your bible app or get on the old interwebs and find yourself a devotional if you need that devotional on wednesday which we all do it's not gonna be the same as this but i think you'll find something to get your way through so no Devo next Wednesday. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, had a bit of a interesting couple days here. Um, yesterday, I had to go get an MRI on my shoulder. Finally, after what, a year and a half of begging, please give me the MRI. Finally get it done. But as I was leaving, uh, I was backing out of the garage and... Uh, it's a tight fit to have both cars in and then Gianna parks in the driveway behind. So you got to kind of got to s- sneak out there. There's a lot of things you can run into. And guess what? I did run into something. Uh, the mirror on my driver's side just barely hit the garage door wall, right? And, but here's the thing. My car's mirrors are designed to fold either way. So if you do hit the garage door, it should fold in the other way. And so you're good. Unfortunately, that did not happen for me. I backed up and it barely, I'm telling you, it's like a quarter of an inch. It hit the the side of the garage door, exploded my mirror. So now I got to get a whole new side mirror for my car, which is super annoying. I can't tell you how annoying it is because... Sure, I can get a new one for $170, but then I have to have it painted. How much is that going to take? It's going to be crazy because that's the way things work. They're going to be like, that's going to be a couple hundred bucks to paint it. It's literally three swipes of a paint gun. I know. It's just, I just know what it's going to be. And on top of all that, I was deciding for my birthday what I really wanted to go to uh, the NAM convention in Anaheim. I haven't been there in three and a half years. I miss it. I wanted to go... And now the money that I was going to go put into that is now going to go into my side mirror. So just kind of not the way you want to start your week off, right? You don't. It's, It's annoying. So then today I'm driving to church, getting ready to start this devotional. And, uh, there's this weird smell that I keep smelling in my car. And I was like, I'm looking around. I just cleaned it out on Sunday. Like I cleaned Lauren's car out, made it really nice for our trip. I, while I was doing it, I did, detailed my interior. 
there's nothing that should stink in there, right? And I was like, it's a weird smell. And I'm thinking, did I put anything in the trunk that shouldn't have been there? No. I'm like, is there any, something I didn't see under the seat? I don't know. But it's just a weird funk that I smell in there. And then I get to uh, church and I get out of the car. No, it's the outside. The outside smells like, like, I'm just talking from Moss Grove, where I live, all the way into church, which is about two miles. It just smells like like a truck dumped fertilizer and old rags on the road. It's a weird funk that I don't like, but at least I know it's not in my car because I was like, here we go. Ruined my mirror and now we got a funk in my car. So now brings you up to date to right here, right here for the devotional. God is good. So we'll just go ahead and get into the, uh, oh, one more thing. This Saturday, if you're in the, South Carolina vicinity here, and you want something to do on Saturday, uh, the worship band is playing at Holiday in the Park, and that is from 8 to 9, is that what it is? Yeah, 8 to 9, and uh, that's at Old Santee Canal Park, five bucks to get in to drive through Santee, um, Sandy Circle, or San... Sandy Cooper's uh, holiday light festivities things, and then it leads you right over to where we're going to be playing. Outside, hopefully it's nice out, but I do know from the parade, I'm not canceling it, even if it says it's going to be rain. So we're going to be there. Uh, so that's going to be 8 to 9 Saturday, Old Santee Canal Park. Now, a couple weeks ago, I gave a message uh, for the men, the Forge, Thursday mornings, and... Uh, I wanted to share it with you today because it's a good one. I felt like everybody should uh, should hear it. I actually kind of created this message so I could present it to my uh, tech team and my worship band and all that so they could kind of get something out of it too. That's a whole kind of separate message, but this one's for the masses. So here's what here's how I started. It was just after Thanksgiving, and, and I asked who had hosted people at their house or who had gone to someone's house. And so I focused on the people who had gone somewhere for Thanksgiving. And I said, if you walked in and you say, say you're supposed to be eating at like one o'clock, like, Hey, come over. I know people like to eat at weird times, two, three o'clock in the afternoon on holidays. I don't know why. Let's keep it to breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the right times. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, so, so I said, what if you went somewhere and you show up around noon, right? And your expectation is maybe to eat at one. Let's just say that, right? And you get there, and you're talking, and then you look over, and there's still a, a, a uncooked turkey out. You'd be like, I don't, I may not know everything, but I know it doesn't take an hour to cook a turkey. Like, that's, why are we not putting this in right now? Or, or what if you walked in, and uh, they had just started cleaning, preparing for people to come in. And you're like, you're just now cleaning, and they throw, like, a mop at you here. Can you, it'd be weird. Like, you'd be like. This is not the right time to be doing this. This should have been done way ahead of time. Which leads me to the scripture. We're going to start with the scripture. And that's going to be Luke 10, 38 through 42. 38 through 42. Did I say 42? That's weird. All right, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do this work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. 
Mary has chosen what is better, and it will be not taken away from her. Now, hopefully, I, I, I pray, my hope and prayer is you've heard the story before. Uh, that this isn't like a, hmm, never heard of this, Martha and Mary. Now, when we talk about the story, the moral is usually Mary good, Martha bad. Be like Mary, not like Martha. But I want to say, and it's going to be controversial, but I want to say, uh, I don't think Martha was, was doing anything wrong. I don't think what she was doing was bad, uh, things that needed to be done. It was just when she was doing it that was, that was actually wrong. Martha was preparing for the presence of Jesus, but the problem was Jesus was already there. So what was the right decision in that moment? It was absolutely to sit at the feet of Jesus. And if we have that opportunity versus anything else, the right thing is to always sit at the feet of Jesus. Now, here's the good news. We have an advantage that Martha did not. Scripture tells us that uh, Jesus just kind of showed up in Martha's town, and Martha was hospitable enough to open her home to Jesus. But we know as church attenders, volunteers, um, people that are involved in the church, that every time we open the doors to this church, Jesus is going to show up because... Well, he, he promises us that. And, and I'm going to use this scripture, and, and this is a scripture that's kind of misinterpreted a lot of times. Well, I wouldn't say misinterpreted, but they're used in the wrong context a lot. Matthew 18.20 says, For when two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. That particular scripture, like I said a couple weeks ago, uh, is addressing conflict in the church, and he tells us that if we have conflict between two people, we should go to them, and uh, scripture says he'll be there with them. But I think we could take that scripture at face value and whenever we gather in his name, he's going to be there regardless of if there's conflict or not because we're gathering in his name. Uh, so as worshipers, and that would be everybody hopefully that is listening to this, uh, we need to expect the presence of Jesus every time we gather for worship on Sunday mornings. But we also need to prepare for the presence of Jesus in advance so we can sit and delight in the presence of Jesus as well. And so let me tell you about what happened a few weeks ago on a Sunday morning. Okay, so we had Thanksgiving on a Thursday. It usually happens on a Thursday. That's when we practice. Well, I was nice enough to let them have the Thursday off to go spend time with their family. I know. I don't need a pat on the back. It's just what I do. Uh, so um, I told them, if since we don't have practice, then let's have We'll come in a little early on Sunday, right? Now, usually we meet at 8. I said, let, you know, my, my choice would have been 7. But I, being the nice guy I am, I said, let's get here at 7.30. Um, but that would mean let's get everything ready so that we hit, we start rehearsal at 7.30. We have our prayer. We start 7.30. Well, it wasn't long before... Uh, I woke up on Sunday morning around, you know, I got here to church and all of a sudden around seven, I started getting texts saying, Hey, I'm going to be 10, 15 minutes late, which is pretty annoying. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, might as well have just started at the regular time. So did we accomplish, uh, much in that extra 10 minutes that we actually started early? Not really, but I'm trying my best to prepare. Not only the band for music, but everyone on the team, 
uh, for the time that we, as a group, lead our brothers and sisters in the Christ in the presence of the Lord. So as rehearsal goes on, two major obstacles happen. First, which is crazy, but I choke on my own spit as I'm singing. And you'd think that I've had 46 years to understand how to function in life, but apparently I still choke on my own spit. It was ridiculous. Uh, But through that choking, I lose my voice for the remainder of rehearsal. Like, it's gone. I tried to sing it. It's like, "Eh." it's terrible. Uh, And then on top of that, uh, the snare drum stand breaks. And, uh, but that, luckily that happened just as rehearsal was ending. So now I have to figure out how to temporarily fix the snare drum stand. Uh, so then once I get back, cause, uh, Kevin was the drummer. He's like, forget some zip ties. I think I can make it work. Okay. So now I'm looking for zip ties to handle the issue. And, and then I find out that the live stream is not getting audio from the computer for like the videos, the bumpers, the opening music and all that. And I'm like, okay, so I have something else I got to figure out. So, um, so then I have, uh, that sound engineer call her husband, who is the genius behind the, uh, figuring out problems with the sound and he is sleeping. So she's trying to get him up handling that. I'm trying to find the zip ties all, all at the same time, trying to uh, sort out if I'm going to be able to sing at all because my voice is gone. So I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I finally get the zip ties. Uh, my friend Chris figures out the soundboard issue, uh, gets that thing rerouted, and I start drinking uh, throat coat for my vocal issues just before pastor prayer time. So I go back there and we pray. Now, fast forward to 9.57 a.m. Church service starts at 10. I walk on stage not knowing if I'm going to be able to sing at all. Who knows? I haven't tried because I've just been downing this throat coat, which tastes terrible, by the way. It tastes like black licorice, which is disgusting. But you got to do what you got to do. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to sing. I don't know if the soundboard is going to continue to work. I don't know if the snare drum stand's going to stay zip-tied together, may fall apart. But my time for preparation is over. My priorities now are now to be in the presence of Jesus. Just like Mary, I need to be in his presence and forget about everything else. I know he is with me. I've prayed that he'll be with me. The pastors have prayed that he'll be with me. My team has prayed that his hand will be on every portion of the service and that he will be glorified. Now, could I have continued worrying, continued monitoring the issues, continued to be distracted with other things? Sure, I could have. There's a lot to think about. But in that scripture about Mary and Martha, we read, uh, it said, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. So now here comes the questions to you, all who are listening. Since we do have the advantage that Martha didn't have, what are you doing to prepare for Jesus before you encounter him? And I'm talking about before you open your Bible for any kind of daily scripture reading, uh, before any kind of devotional that you do daily, before spending time in prayer, before walking into uh, a sanctuary at your church, could be this church, could be one, who knows where you are on Sunday mornings. Are you preparing your heart and your mind to receive God's word? 
Are you preparing to un by unplugging from your phone and getting any texts out of the way beforehand? Are you removing anything that can distract you? Because I think I do a really good job when I step on that stage, leaving everything behind and, and focusing on Jesus. But if I'm honest, I could do a way better job in other times. And, and I think we can all do a little bit better. Like when I try to read scripture here at, at uh, work, sometimes I get distracted by other things because there's things that I have that will distract me. And I should stop that. I need to prepare to bask in his presence whenever I am in that moment. And I think that's something that a lot of us don't do. So that's why I bring it to you today. So keep that in mind whenever you're going to do your scripture reading at any devotional or before you walk into church. Think, this is a time I need to dedicate to Jesus and let me put everything else aside and focus so in on you, Lord. So That is what I have. I hope uh, it was of use to you. If so, please share this with a friend, family, co-worker, neighbor, enemy, whoever. Share it. Get the word out. And again, no Devo next week. I'll be in the mountains. So you have a good one, and I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.